Since we last left you here on the Final Score Podcast, three, count them, three Frederick County football teams have made the state final. It's the first time it has ever happened. Uh, Catoctin advances with a blowout win over uh, Fort Hill. Uh, Middletown rallies uh, to beat Elkton. And uh, Ligonor uh, holds off uh, Mervo of, of Baltimore uh, City uh, last week in the state semifinals. And all three will uh, advance uh, to play uh, this week at uh, Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis. Uh, welcome in, everyone. Uh, Greg Swatek here with you. And uh, on this week's episode, uh, heading into the 1A championship game Saturday afternoon, we'll talk with uh, Catoctin's uh, terrific uh, junior running back, uh, Carson Sakari, and his father, Jamie, uh, who's an assistant coach on the team. I look forward to chatting to them about their uh, outstanding season and, and the task ahead against Dunbar on Saturday. Uh, but first, uh, here in studio, my colleagues, uh, Joe Ferraro and John Cannon, are here to uh, discuss the, just the significance of uh, three county football teams uh, making the state final. Uh, just uh, did we see this coming, guys? I mean, how, how surprised were you, John? <laughs> uh, yeah, very. Um, I mean, I, I think most of us talked about it all year. I mean, we figured Catoctin had to look early. Uh, Linganor had a good shot, especially with uh, the new playoff format, I mean, because Lingenor will play Damascus, and they both come from the 2A, or excuse me, excuse me, the 3A, 3A West, West yeah. and that wouldn't have happened had the format not changed. Middletown, uh, uh, I, th- I think, is a little bit of a surprise. They're a team that just kind of got stronger as the year went They on. were 1-2 and two at one point. Yeah, and, uh, and they just got hot, and, w- and one of those losses was to Lingenor, and they actually gave them a run- good run for their money. That was a crazy game. Uh, so, no, no, I, I would have never guessed this. What are your thoughts, Joe? Uh, the same, the same, really. Uh, you know, you know, Catoctin, you knew, uh, you know, they had all the horses coming back from last year, but Linganore graduated, uh, <laughs> what, 20, uh, you know, somewhere along the lines of 16 other 22 starters, uh, right. if not, if not that many, pretty close. So, so yeah, you, you, you did not expect them to, to go to the state yeah. uh, championship have, game, they, win a region title, maybe, uh, that, not out of the realm of possibility, have, but, to, but to go to, yeah. to the state final, no, didn't see that coming. Middletown, same thing, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of weapons, but you know, how well, how well will they come together? And, and actually that classification, um, you know, the level of competition, uh, is, uh, is pretty high too. So, so yeah, big time, big time surprises. To your point about Ligonor, I think counting the kicker and the punter, I think they have 18 new starters uh, from last year. So, and I I mean, how many teams get to the state final three years in a row? Like they've done it. it, It's incredibly uh, difficult and incredibly impressive uh, what they were able to pull off. Uh, with Catoctin, it's not a surprise. I think that they're there, but but just the manner in which they beat Fort Hill, the the perennial right. power and, and and the team that's always winning one A state championships. Uh, it's the first time Fort Hill's been shut out. I I looked it up. I think since two thousand four in the state semifinals, and not only were they shut out, there was a running clock activated. I mean, you just Fort Hill loses like one game per season, maybe uh, in, in most cases. So for for Catoctin to have a running clock against them and to shut them out, I, I I think was shocking, and and I agree with you guys on Middletown and just just two really gritty tough efforts. I mean, they went on the road the last two weeks, the tough long road trips, and they beat two undefeated teams in North Carolina and Elkton. So, mm-hmm. so the thing that impressed me the most about Middletown is just their resilience over the past two weeks. Uh, behind their senior quarterback, uh, Reese Poffenbarger, who's kind of willed them to these wins along with their improved defense and some of their good um, playmakers on 
on offense and defense like Brian Walker at receiver, Jalen Husky at receiver and defensive back. So just, just Milltown's resilience over the past couple of weeks has really stood out to me. I think also they're – the number of times they've actually played these tight games. I mean, they, they've had uh, a few of them this year. I mean, the, the the win over Walkersville, where they they let a, a big lead slip away, and then uh, in, in crunch time they pull that out. I mean, you you win a, a game like that, uh, you, you go you go on the road and and fall behind, which which they did um, uh, against Elkton. You know, they're not going to to to, to panic, and they they did not and. So that experience and being in these tight games, these tight battles, uh, they, they definitely helped them. You know, you know what we were talking about this amongst ourselves, but um, uh, their their coach uh, Colin Dalter, if I heard him right, he's uh, 25 years old. They have a really young coaching staff now. Most you know, Rick Connor has been around. Him and Doug Williams are grizzled veterans, right. and most of these coaches that go go to the state finals from Frederick County. You know, they're older coaches. That's really a that's a young guy that really you know driving these guys to the the big game that's yeah. you know at least in these parts you don't see that he, very often. he played in middletown's state uh state championship wins i believe in 11 and 12 mm-hmm. yes. and, and, and then he and then he went on to, to coach them right. and and i thought their season really started to flip flip around john in the game you saw when they mm-hmm. played ligonor at halftime in that mm-hmm. game they played a much better second half sure. they were beaten soundly the week before at urbana badly outplayed by urbana despite the fact that the score was uh, not that lopsided. Mm-hmm. But halftime of that Ligonor game, things really started to turn for the better for Middletown. And even though they didn't pull out that Ligonor <laughs> game, that things were heading in the right direction at that point. Yeah, I mean, they, they scored, they tied the game with like two minutes left or less than that. I mean, when they more or less abandoned their run in the second half, and they just – uh, Reese Poffenbarger just was flinging the ball. Yeah, they went to that short and, passing game, yeah, right? And yeah. some pretty long ones as well. <laughs> and then guys like Brian Walker were going up and making contested catches, and and go, and it was a uh, yeah they 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 held uh, conducted themselves well. In right. Uh, with Ligonor, the amazing thing to me about them is just they they really struggle to throw the ball. I mean, they've manufactured a passing game with their play action, and uh, they have a fullback in in Joey Brucia, former uh, youth and. JV quarterback mm-hmm. uh, who's capable of throwing some passes. Uh, uh, Timmy Connor, uh, Rick's son, is, is, is manned the quarterback position f- uh, for uh, most of the season. But Lakinor, I mean, most would fairly call them a fairly one-dimensional team, and yet, and yet here they are uh, in, in the state final with without a loss to an in-state opponent. I mean, their one loss is to a very good uh, uh, school in New Jersey. So uh, it's, it's really impressive what they've been able to accomplish because you sort of know what they're going to do, yet it's hard to stop. But yeah, I, I, to keep going back to that Middletown game, and they won that game because all they pulled off it was like a long pass, but like a thirty-five yard pass Brucia, play in right? the final yeah. minute. They they have a way of kind of like pulling that. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They they pull it up at opportune times. Apparently, they did it twice last week. Am I correct on that? I want to say Bruce had a couple touchdowns. Yeah, passes. I mean because because teams have been selling out to exactly. stop their running game, putting like eight or nine guys in in, in the box, mm-hmm. almost daring them to throw, and, and and they've done that in their last two playoff wins to their credit. With play action passes, Xander McClure threw a, a halfback pass for a touchdown in, in in their impressive win over North Point. So they're sort of manufacturing a passing game over these last couple of weeks in un, unconventional ways. But it's just not oh, no. what you what you normally see. It's not traditional. No, they are, I would call them one one dimensional for sure. Yeah. And you and you saw their win over Mervo, um, Jim. Yeah, I did. I mean, it, it's the same guys, but uh, it's their ability to use you know different formations. Uh, I remember last year, 
you know, for, for the game tying touchdown in the state championship game, they, they used Xander McClure out of the, out of the wildcat and uh, they scored the game tying touchdown that way. You know, this year, a lot of the same, I mean, uh, Xander, he's, he's the team's halfback, but often enough he, he lines up and, and takes those direct snaps, you know, from center and, you know, he could either, you know, pass or run. So it's, it's, you know, using guys in, in different positions and, um, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, option, um, you know, run pass uh, stuff. So it's just using those guys in, in different positions and it's trying to create a lot of stuff for the, the opponent to to account for, really. Like a pitcher kind of changing his locations and speeds a little bit, little subtle changes. A little bit, know, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I think you guys would agree with me that Catoctin probably is the best pound-for-pound pound team in, in, in the county, when you consider classification, size of the school, and all that, like they're really good offensively. I mean, if they played Ligonor, I, th- I think Ligonor would have their hands full on on, on defense. What with, just with Carson Sakari and and their receivers and Ryan Orr, who's developed into a pretty darn good junior quarterback. I, I think most teams would have their hands full with Catoctin, even though they lost to a, to a pretty good Walkersville team that pushed Middletown. So. Um, Catoctin, I would say, is the best pound-for-pound pound school in the county, but but uh, Ligonor was always going to be right there, and in uh, Middletown, I, I guess we could we we thought they'd be decent, but but maybe not reach these uh, these levels. So so I guess what we can expect, Ligonor's got a very good Damascus team. They're going to play. Damascus is going for their fourth title in five years. Uh, physically, they could probably match up. Uh, well with Ligonor unlike unlike a lot of teams so I, I think Ligonor has their hands full all, all three of our teams have their hands full uh, Catoctin's going to play Dunbar uh another the other state 1a power they just came through one in Fort Hill now they have another one in Dunbar and uh Middletown's going to face a Potomac team that has a excellent quarterback and, and an excellent receiver I believe who's going to the University of uh, Maryland if I'm not mistaken and uh their, their, their quarterback I I has thrown almost 40 touchdowns and, and has very few interceptions, just sort of like Reese Poffenbarger, who's barely yep. thrown any interceptions all season. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think we're going to sweep the three games, but, but I, I don't think we'll go. Um, uh, I, but um, I don't think we'll um, lose them all uh, either. So how do you guys sort of feel about the three games? <laughs> No, I, I I really like uh, really like Katakta's chances. Uh, you know, defensively, you know, we, we talk about the offense and what, what they could do. For some reason, uh, yeah, every single game they find a way to take the ball away from from the opponent and cause and cause tournament and turnovers. Whether it's intercepting passes, uh, uh, stripping uh, balls from from ball carriers, they they find a way to, to to turn you over. So yeah, and to your point, I mean they held Boonesboro in the playoffs. A very good Boonesboro offense, six points, and they they just shut out Fort Hill, uh, a, a perennial offensive juggernaut. So yeah, to your point about the defense, it's it's un, it's underrated and maybe not talked about enough. <laughs> yep. So so uh, I I like them. Uh, I like them. You know, Middletown and Potomac, uh, a toss up game. I think uh, you know Linganore. Ligonor is the clear underdog, yeah, uh, of, of the teams. They're going to have to do, I, I think, uh, what Catoctin has done to, to their opponents, and that, and that's forced some turnovers. They yeah. they have to. They yeah. have to. Uh, and, you know, Damascus has been known for their 
you know, grueling, you know, ground and pound, you know, run game that'll just, you know, wear you down. And so they're going to have to, they're going to have to force some turnovers, I think. It'll be a heavyweight fight uh, for sure. Um, just any general thoughts from you, John? I agree. And um, and I, I think Middletown's also – I would favor Potomac over them, but and I even picked them, but uh, Middletown's been overachieving. And I mean, that is a compliment. And right. It wouldn't be a total shock. Yeah, I mean, El- Elkton, again, undefeated. North Carolina undefeated. Those are two long road trips, and they've pulled both games out to their credit. And, and their defense – has gotten a lot better too because I saw him play Urbana and Urbana was gashing them with Eric Kohler in, the, in their running game. I, I figured Ligonor would, would do the same with McClure. I guess they did mm-hmm. maybe for, for a sure. half. Yeah. And, and then ever since, the, the, the Middletown defense is, is much improved. They've gotten Colby Doreen uh, back who's 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 been a, de- a terrific defensive end to turn defensive tackle for them. So I don't I don't count anyone out, but uh, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. So guys, it should be should be uh, should be interesting, and, and we'll talk about it more uh, next week. But when we come back, uh, we'll chat with uh, Carson Sicari of Catoctin and his father Jamie as the Cougars prepare to face Dunbar in the one A final on Saturday. Stay with us here on the Final Score Podcast. At 3.30 on Saturday afternoon at Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis, the Catoctin Cougars will take on Dunbar High School in the Class 1A State Football Championship game. It's the Cougars' first appearance in a state championship game since their championship season of 2009. Uh, The team's leading rusher and one of their best offensive players is Carson Sickery. Uh, The special teams coordinator and offensive assistant is his dad, Jamie Sickery. And uh, Carson and Jamie join me in studio right now. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. I mean, it's been a tremendous ride for you guys this season, Carson. Uh, uh, 12-1. Uh, the only loss was a narrow uh, game you could have won at Walkersville, an overtime loss at Walkersville. Uh, you guys have been scoring about 40 points a game, if, if, if not a little more than that. Just How would you describe the season? How, what's this ride been like for you guys? Um, it's been a big journey, to say the least. Um, we've had a lot of fun with it. Um, we're really explosive offense, and we love to have fun with that. And we have a lot of weapons that are under the radar. Travis, Eli, Ryan has a big role this year. Our offensive line, I feel, is one of the best in the state, and they protect Ryan really long, and it lets us be a lethal offense. Did, did you see this coming? Because, I mean, you, you, you knew the talent you had on this team before the season started. Yeah, we've been talking about this actually since probably 7th or 8th grade, that we knew that we could be special my junior year and their senior year, that we wanted to do something special, and that's always been our talk coming up through, and we finally have gotten to the opportunity, and now we're taking advantage of it. It, it seems like you guys are a really close-knit bunch, too. And when you have a lot of talented guys, I mean, egos could sometimes get in the way. People people want the ball and a certain amount of carries, but it seems like it's a pretty selfless group you guys have, and, and no one really cares about stats all that much. Yeah, we are all we all love each other. We all love where we are, and um, we've been together since we were five or six years old. None of us left. We haven't really had a lot of people come in, but when we do have new people come in, they get along well, and we treat them like we've known them since we were four. How about the season for you? Over to over two thousand yards now. I mean, forty touchdowns. I mean, those numbers on paper. I mean, they really jump off the page and are kind of wild to think about. I mean, could you have imagined yourself having a season like this? Um, no. And all the credit goes out to my line and um, the stock blockers too. Like Eli and Travis help out a lot with the stock blocks. My line, Big Mac, Mikey, Tyler, and all of them. They're just they're doing all the dirty work that they don't get the love and. I'm sitting here today talking about it. Yeah, and, and that's true. But all you running backs say that you guys, oh, yeah. all, you guys, you guys always credit the line. But but mm-hmm. you have you have to be pretty good yourself to, uh, to, to put up numbers like that. So, 
Uh, Jamie, what has been, what's it been like for you to watch this offense? Uh, it's been really special uh, this season in general. Um, as Carson mentioned earlier, uh, most of these boys have been playing together since they were five or six years old, started in flag at CYA. And, and fortunately for me, I've, I've been able to coach them throughout the years at the CYA level and follow them a little bit up to high school. And, you know, so seeing where, where the team started and to where we're at now, it's, it's, it's been a fun journey with them. Have you guys been talking states from the very first day of practice, Carson? Um, we try not to. We don't want to get too out in front of ourselves. And I think that actually happened a little bit in our first week against Boonesboro. I think we lived up to the hype a little bit too much in ourselves, and we got humbled. And since then, we've ran with it. And then Walkersville humbled us again, which helped us to where we are. Uh, you, you mentioned you got humbled. I mean, uh, last year you had a really good season. Mm -hmm. uh, you went to Fort Hill for the for the one A West Region Championship game, and, and and they really put it on you. I think the final score was fifty five to six, and it was sort of a shocking experience, right? Um, yeah. Uh, coming up, I've I usually am on the other side of that butt whooping, and it was really weird. I mean, it was almost a shocking going into happy and down forty two zero. Usually, we're all happy going into half, like putting in ourselves and stuff, and. Coming out, seeing them put their subs in, and us still trying, it really, it really hit differently. But I like what you guys did. You guys uh, took, you made a banner, and, and you put that fifty-five to six score on a on a banner, and you hung it in your weight room all summer as you guys were working. What was it like to look at that number all season long in your weight room? Um, it would fire us a lot of us up. We wanted our rematch, and that's what we fought for all year. That's our goal. Unfinished business was our slogan this year about just where we want to get, and that we didn't want to be done yet with them, and. We finally got our shot back at him, and I think we were beyond ready. Yeah, I, I'll say, and we'll get to that game in just a second here, but but you took down the banner for the start of the season, and the reason why was because you wanted to keep the focus on each individual opponent, right? Exactly, yeah. We didn't want to get too ahead of ourselves, and we just wanted to take one game at a time so we could um, get to Fort Hill. Right, but but then Fort Hill is your opponent in the, in, in the state semifinals. You guys both play in the same region, so it shows you how strong the region is, uh, first of all. But, but then last week, the banners go back up, and, and, you're, and you're looking at that. 55 to 6 score again what was that like um uh, we just we really wanted them and we knew that we finally got there and worked hard enough to get there and we weren't going to let this slip away like the way they put it on us last year we just wanted to return return it back to them right and what, what was the week like last week oh, it was a tremendous week of practice uh the kids were focused uh, the attention to detail was there um you know to me it was probably our best week of practice we've had all season up to this point um, and, and, you know, the film, the amount of film the kids watched, uh, you could see it with the way they were reacting out there, the way they were calling out plays before Phil Hill, Fort Hill was running them, the way they were able to read your keys and react and, and, and just play play fast. Um, that was the key. Where I think last year we went up there, we were tentative, a little intimidated. Um, we're unsure of ourselves. Yeah, and, you, and, never, you hadn't been in the situation before. Correct, and we just played, we played slow. Um, you know, we were a young team, um, mostly juniors and sophomores. So, um, you know, we got that, that second year to get back in, um, get the same group of kids working together. It, it definitely paid off this year. And you can see it's a completely different type of team. Right. Uh, Eli Fry, your, your, your senior teammate, Carson, said you guys watched more film than any team in the history of, <laughs> of teams watch, 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 watching film. Is, is, is that true? Yeah. I mean, um, my one friend Bronson told me that during the Fort Hill game, our coaches and then we're calling out the plays and one of their linemen literally said they know every single one of our plays before we even did they were calling out the plays and they were right so that just shows you how much film we are and dedicated like it's insane like we have a group chat and we'll be talking every night about things we pick uh, up uh, things uh, we see huddle yeah huddle snapchat yeah. yeah we have our group chat and we just talk about anything we see tendencies and we're always talking about film well what were you looking for on film against fort hill um, for we were just trying to see like their talent because I mean that's the first thing you always want to see with Fort Hill just the regular talent and when we first saw it, we th we liked our odds and 
then we went on, then we started seeing their offense, and we liked that too. And then their defense, I mean, everything we liked in our favor, and that, I think, wanted us to make us watch more film. And when we watched more film, we became really confident. Yeah, I mean, the commitment the team's shown, that just shows you how, how bad you guys uh, want it. So uh, I think your defense is sort of unheralded too. Uh, Big time. Uh, because, I mean, you guys score a lot of points, so it's easy to get caught up in, in the offense and how many points you score. But but tell me about your defense. Um, I mean, they had five turnovers, and they've been getting a lot of turnovers in the last game. And it's not just been turnovers in our territory. It's been in theirs, which makes our offense ten times easier. And They've been doing all the dirty work. Like they got a lot of three and outs against Fort Hill. We shut out Fort Hill, and I'd like to know the last time that happened. And our defense just—we deserve the respect. I feel. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was oh four the last time that Fort Hill was shut out. I think they were in the state semifinals. So it, it almost been. It had almost been fifteen, mm-hmm. twenty years since any team had shut out Fort Hill because mm-hmm. they're there every that's, year. I mean, they're correct. losing like one or two games every year, and and no one, no one. Activates a running clock on them like you yeah. guys did, and I'm too. pretty sure they're the high scoring offense in one A too. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so the game starts. Fort Hill gets the ball, and you guys get a three and out. So immediately mm-hmm. the tone is set right there, and, and 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 you get a short punt. And just what do you what are you guys thinking at that point? Oh, we're coming out, and we're all excited. We know that we got good field position, and they're still in shock. I feel of like our atmosphere a little bit, and just what really happened to them. I mean, they're probably shocked that we came out and three and out them right away and hit them quick. And then next thing you know, we're driving down on them, and we're already about to score. And, and, and three plays later, uh, you go in uh, for the first touchdown of the game, and you guys are ahead of them. So it's not going to be 55-6 to six yeah. this year. You guys already have more points uh, in three plays than you did all, all the last season. Yeah. Just how, how important was that to get that fast start? It was, it was amazing. I mean, we were just so excited. We knew that if we had to come out fighting, swinging first, and we had to set the tone because we didn't want to let them set the tone because – Maybe when two powerhouses play, you always want to be the first one to punch. Right. And, and, and then it sort of like felt like the snowball kept building and mm-hmm. growing, and it was starting to roll downhill on, on top of Ford Hill there. Yeah. Just what, what were you thinking over the, over the course of the game? I mean, when, right after my first touchdown, I was feeling good. And then right when I saw Big Mac pick up that ball <laughs> on that scoop and score, I'm pretty sure that shocked the yeah, whole J- world. Jacob McElvain with, mm-hmm. the, yeah, with, we, with the fumble return I, for a touchdown. I can't believe we didn't get a sideline warning. I'm pretty sure our whole team was <laughs> on the field celebrating. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah it, was, it was by far. I think that flipped a lot of momentum right. itself because you don't see a big man like that score, especially in that big of a game. Right, right. So you guys are all over him right away, and, mm-hmm. and it keeps growing and growing. And you sort of yeah. get a chance to enjoy the game because yeah. you, you know you're going to win, and it's not like a tense, nail-biting mm-hmm. back-and-forth game. Yeah. So. It definitely let us some pressure like right there because we're so – just the name Fort Hill can scare some people, but this year it was different for us. We took him as just a regular team, and I think that's what – helped us a lot what did you think of that final score 41 nothing uh it was almost it was hard to believe i mean because when you hear fort hill you tendly hear them putting it on someone and just us putting it on them i think we'll like i said we'll never forget that game and we'll forever hold that with us right so then the, the game ends and then it felt like the entire town of thermont <laughs> is, like, is like is like coming onto the field here yeah um, and, and you, you had the smoke bomb going with, with with your flag everything what was that post game scene like for you um i didn't actually get to see it much because i tried to celebrate with one of my yeah, fellow students and i actually cramped and <laughs> fell down and got trampled so oh you did <laughs> yeah so i was no no hold on a second here you're, you're one of the team's top players and you're gonna and, and you're, you're risking injury before, I was, before the big game i think i just i mean i was cramping like right on the last snap and i was like okay should i try to celebrate and i was like i can't let this moment go and got to me a little bit but then i just sat out for a little bit i'm like adrenaline started going. i'm like yeah i need to go celebrate so just wanted to go get with my team and the community because the community deserves it too i mean how long 
they've been waiting for it and how long they've been behind us, I think they're just as excited as you, us. You still seem to have some pep in your step as usual. You were running around with, with, with the flag and stuff mm-hmm. like that a, a, after, after the game. Mm-hmm. So, well, What was the scene like for you, uh, Jamie? Uh, it was amazing. Uh, the crowd um, was the best by far that we've had all season. Maybe even you know, in all my years of being around Catawpton football, which even goes back to the '09. Um, you know, the enthusiasm that week. Um, our fans really took it, you know, personal that we were hosting that game. We wanted to, you know, make sure that we were supporting the kids and, and have a good turnout. Um, you know, there was some smack being talked back and forth on some different message boards of, you know, Fort Hill invading Catoctin and and they were going to fill our stands. So a lot of our, our fans took that personally, and and I think it showed. I mean, we filled the hill, which was our logo that we our slogan that week, and and uh, it was loud. It's as loud as it's ever been up there. And then uh, you know the outpouring of the crowd and the kids and the celebration at the end. It was remarkable. It's one of the better moments I think I've had in my coaching career of of just seeing the community all come together, the kids hit the field, you know, students' body hits the field, parents down on the field, and everybody celebrating and, and, and just enjoying the victory that we had. Um, you know, it was, it was definitely special. When, when, when people watch Carson play, they say, man, how did he get so good at such a young age? Why, why does he run the ball so well? But but you you deserve some credit for that, right? Uh, you, you, you paved the way, right? You were running back? Yeah, I was running back myself. Um, it's kind of a family thing. Um, you know, myself and, and uh, all my brothers, uh, three younger brothers, we were all running backs as well in high school, and three of us played collegiately. And my father was a running back back in the day as well. So, where, where did you grow up? Uh, Western Pennsylvania, a little town called Brockway. Okay, uh, Brockway, Pennsylvania. Used that, to be, that outside uh, of Pittsburgh. Or uh, it's north of Pittsburgh, right in between, kind of between Erie and. Uh, um, right and, off of 79 there? Uh, off, off of 80. So if 80, you go across okay, 80, yeah. right, like 60 miles from the Ohio border, right in between Erie and Pittsburgh. Um, you know, a little Hicktown area, um, farm, farm, farm country. But, but that's football country. It is. Too. It's yeah. Western Pennsylvania. It's, it's not, you know, the Pittsburgh, you know, Western Pennsylvania, but it's a uh, rural where, you know, we have football game. The entire town shuts down. Businesses closed down. You know, we'd have, you know, if there was 2000 people in the town, we had 1750 there at the game. I mean, it's just everybody lived, breathed, died football. And, um, you know, so it was, a, it was a special place to grow up playing football. Um, very uh, supportive and, and, you know, small school, single way football back home in Pennsylvania where, you know, you had 20, 20, 25 guys at most on the team, and, you know, everybody everybody played. So it sounds like your house was a pretty competitive house. Uh, very competitive. Uh, growing very, up. Very did you play all sorts of sports? Or? Uh, yes, oh. uh, we all did. We, we all played basketball and, and uh, baseball. We didn't have lacrosse or sport like that back then. And honestly, our school was so small, we didn't have track. Um, so you pretty much played those two sports, you know, around football. And then in the summer, majority of us played soccer, um, believe it or not. And, and uh, it was great for conditioning. Our football coach loved it, um, wanted us all playing soccer. So we played travel soccer. And, you know, and for me, my father was uh, a huge role model for for me. He was involved in every sport I, I played and my brothers played. He what coached, did your dad do? Uh, he was he was a coach. I mean, he coached uh, youth football um, for 20-some years, coached uh, junior high basketball for 12 or 14 years, was a president and coach for soccer for 17, 18 years. My mom coached soccer. Um, you so know, sports were a huge part of your upbringing. Huge, it was yeah. a huge part of our upbringing. Uh, there's no doubt about that. That's something that uh, my family, my mom, my dad, and all of us shared together. Um, you know, with three younger brothers, dad was going this direction with one of us. Mom was going that way with somebody else. And, you know, we had some, maybe another family member or, or friend would help out getting one of us to another game, you know. So we were constantly on a run. We were always involved in sports. It was nonstop. And you had to be good, too. Be, otherwise, you were going to have a hard time around the house, right? You were going to pick, pick Todd or T. So this forced you to become good at these sports. No doubt about yeah. it. I think I think as uh, you know, my younger brothers benefited from it, from sure, you know, being around the – you know, they got well, Jeremy, the, the youngest brother, you know, he benefited from that, having the three older brothers in front of him, um, being able to help him, push him, him see us have success, understand how we did it, what we did, and it, it paid, the, paved the way for him. 
you know, and Carson's been fortunate with that. He's had, uh, you know, all my brothers have been around him since he was little too. Um, so he's grew up around that in that atmosphere. So he's he's been pushed, and he's the only the only boy of of all the grandkids. So he's he's uh, he's the one carrying on the heritage for us. All right, were all you guys running backs? Or? Yes, yeah, we all were running backs. Uh, um, and, I, and what was what was the age range? Um, was Ten years separating all from 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 myself. I'm the oldest to the youngest, so roughly ten years. Oh my, oh my uh, goodness! So this high school had a uh, whole line of it, it was carries coming through the system. Yeah, here, we did, so. we did. We all we all wore the same number for the most part. We were 22 in high school, so uh, you know Justin was four years younger than me. So when I graduated, he took over um, wearing 22. Then uh, Jason and Justin are only like 18 months apart, so Jason wore 32. Then by the time they were done, Jeremy, the, the youngest, was coming through, and he wore 22. Um, did yeah. you guys compare stats and stuff too? We did. I mean, it was tough to compare a little bit just because of uh, you know the type of offenses we ran from that ten-year span changed and the number of carries and all that stuff. Um, you know, so yeah, there's always going back and forth about who had a better high school career or who had this and that. And you know, uh, uh, fortunately, three of us played college football. Um, Justin and I both played at Clarion University. Um, you know, I was a three-year starter, four-year letterman. My senior year, he was a redshirt freshman, so he took over my spot as the you know starting right halfback after I graduated, and you know, and he had four good years, and then Jeremy played three years at Shippensburg. Um, so we you know we all went on and played and, and had yeah, all played Pennsylvania too. Was, was that sort of the Correct. plan? Or, um, yeah, I think or so. Just how it worked out? I or? think how it worked out. I mean, we you know we grew up there. Like I said, Clarion University was forty minutes from my hometown. So I mean, for me, it made sense to go there because mom and dad were close. So you know, they come. Uh, Watch Jason play on a Wednesday night in junior high. Watch Justin play Friday night. Come watch me Saturday afternoon, and then go. My dad would co- go and coach Jeremy at the youth level on Saturday evenings. You know, so it made it made sense for me to stay home close to home, just because of uh, being you know, like a mom and dad watch and stay in touch with my brothers and watch them play as well. Um, it was pretty neat, and, and you know, the high school level they played Clarion High School. So Coach uh, Luke back then, my college coach, would let us go out on Friday nights if they played each other, and that'd be our team activity. So I get to go watch my younger brothers play high school football, which you, was neat. You guys must have been pretty good with all these uh, Sakaris um, coming coming through the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. I mean, we were all pretty pretty good running backs. All of us were uh, all conference running backs, and you know, and had uh, you know different school records that the other one broke. It seemed like so. Uh, who who finished with the most yards? Um, I would say probably in a season, uh, probably the youngest brother, Jeremy. Okay. Um, he had he had uh, he had two really good back to back teams. Um, and he had a little more carries than the rest of us. Um, you know, I had another good running back with me and, and didn't get the carries or touches that, that he did. Um, you know, so he probably the most in, uh, in, in high school. Um, and then Justin and I were probably very similar in college as far as stats. Uh, Jeremy didn't, unfortunately, didn't play all five years or four years, however you know, redshirted or not. But, uh, you know, Justin and I both played four years, and we were both uh, lettermen all, all four and, and started at running back. Um, so, you know, we – we had probably similar stats. He might have had a few more catches. I might have had a few more rushing right. yards, but very similar. Yeah. Does he? Does it eat at you and the rest of your brothers that Jeremy finished with the most yards? No, no. We always we we always tease him about something else. You know, we can. You know, he had he had some good teams. He got hit a, a lot more carries. You know, so that's the big jab we kind of throw right, at him. Yeah, like, right. You know, if I touched the ball as many times as you did, we would have right. had better or, numbers. Or played in that offense, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah, it was a little little different. Uh, you know, but we jab at each other, and you know, we've jabbed with, with Carson over the years too. Of you know, big 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 shoes to fill, and and you know, honestly what he's done this year is is put us all to shame i mean he really has i mean none of us had the type of season he's having with number of touchdowns and yardage um you know just it, it's it's very remarkable he's he's definitely set his uh his his legacy and within the family right carson you didn't have much of a choice in in, in this matter it doesn't sound like <laughs> yeah i mean i just grew up around football liberty diet and just grew up got to watch my dad play some flag football at the mm-hmm. national level um got to go down to orlando with him every year and see him compete and just got the competitive nature watching them and just made me love the game more. I mean, I was 
eight or nine years old and I wanted to go out there and run around with adults and <laughs> I thought I could do it, but no, obviously I couldn't. Right. I mean, there's so many positions, quarterback, which kids want to play receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you always want to be a running back? Um, when I was in youth, I just always wanted to play de- defense and stuff. That's- uh, let's take a quick break. We'll, we'll, we'll fix the static and we'll be right back here on the final score podcast. All right, we're back with uh, Carson and Jamie uh, Sakari. So, Carson, we, you were talking about how you sort of became a running back. Yeah, um, so I grew up and just watched them do it and finally got my opportunity in eighth grade. And when I did it, I saw, had fun with it, didn't really notice how much fun it was. And then I just started training with um, Coach Plez and got better and started to develop in the position. So running back was your first position? Um, Yeah. It, it was, and, and you loved it right away? Yeah, I mean, I played a little wide receiver my seventh grade year, which I think helps me be a running back I am today because I can be a dual threat running back out of the backfield, which helped me a lot and can help me in the future also. Right. Uh, what, what what did you like about it right away? Um, I just, like I said, playing um, all three aspects of the game, getting to catch the ball at times, run the ball, and even block at times. It's just you get the full everything of football on the offensive side. You just can do everything, and you usually can have success with it. Were you good right away? Um, no, I probably was not good right away. Um, probably wasn't nearly as good at um, blocking because I'm still a little suspect that at times today. I'm just learning the technique is hard itself, and I probably wasn't as good at running the the plays as now I am today. Right. When, when did you? When do you feel that things really took off for you? Um, I think um, freshman year. Freshman year, my first year of high school. Um, I had a decent year. Um, had a good team. We won eight and zero. We were blowing a lot of teams out of the water. Um, we just looked really good, and then I got my chance to come up sophomore year, and still, I mean, I didn't get as many touches. Jake and I were splitting that year, and I think we both yeah, you had and Jake a really, Baker, right? Yeah, we both had a really good year, and then this year, I think I just took off with it. Well, well, did it was it like a light that flipped, or were, were, what? What changed? Um, I just think I started training harder. Um, like freshman year, I saw like I had some potential, and I just wanted to hit the weight room harder and train harder, and I think that helped me too today. So it's the work you put in. Yeah. You worked harder, and you, and, and you got better. Mm-hmm. So when, when everyone talks about you, they talk about how good your vision is and how well you, you, you see things. Is that, from, is that from Pop here, or how did, how did you, is that from all your uncles and stuff, or how did you develop that? I definitely think it's some family genetics with it and just all them being running backs that switched over and um, uh, just – doing it every day in practice and you don't notice how much it actually does but it's playing the plays every day with those people and the same linemen for how long i've been doing it you just know each other real well and you know where the hole should be explain what you're looking for when, when, when you take a handoff um first i look for um the double team after i get to the double team i'm already immediately looking for cutbacks usually because linebackers are overflowing and then if there's no cutbacks. So I'll try to go straight and then look for the corner biting, and I'll try to get outside. Sometimes you have to accept that it's just going to be a one or two yard yeah. gain, and, you, and just the hole's not there. Yeah, I mean, you do that a lot of, a lot of times. But you just have to put your head down and do as much as you can for your team, and get back up and hope for the next play. Right, but I think you told me one time you're looking like even minute things, like the way a DB like turns his has his feet positioned and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like all that stuff. Makes makes a big difference, right? Yeah, um, just like the way Eli positions himself a lot on DB blocking. Like if he has his back turned to me, then I'll go outside. If he doesn't, I'll go inside. 
or if the like, corners crash and he's coming in, I'll bounce so he doesn't get a block in the back. It's just small stuff like that. So, so it's all these little cues that you that you pick mm-hmm. up on the just r- things really I've been picking out, up yeah. more and more every year as a running back learning position. You start picking up stuff more to get the team less penalties and also so you can have bigger runs and more success. Right, that that stuff you can't coach, right, Jamie? Uh, no, you, you you can't teach it all. Um, you know, but there is there is some things you know you, we can teach and coach up and you know and putting their eyes in the right spot, knowing what they're looking for pre 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 snap alignment, um, knowing what plays where the flow is going and looking for that cutback against flow and and how defenses are going to react. Um, you know, we'll talk about personnel and, you know, what the safety's habits are, what the corner's habits are, or, you know, linebackers of the guys that really scrape hard over top of the double team and wide where, hey, we hug this, we can, we can run through his inside shoulder, or if it's a guy that's slow getting over the double team. So those things you do teach, you, you, you know, you watch on film, you explain them to your running back group, um, you know, so they can be more successful. But, you know, when it comes down to it, a lot of it's natural. A lot of it's just you know, feel that you can't really explain, you know, and, and uh, I was a running back myself. It there be times you would make a run and, you know, you weren't quite sure truly what made you do what you did. You just did it. And, uh, you know, you watch it on film and then you'd see something that made you cut back or made you do this or that. Um, you know, so it, it's definitely partially genetics and a lot of it's, you know, film study and understanding of defenses. Yeah. What, what, what goes through your mind when you watch Carson run? Uh, is it, I mean, as you'd mentioned before, you know, the, the you know, over the years, Watching him grow from eighth grade on through now, you know, he always had good vision, um, just didn't always trust it. So, you know, watching him come now to the point where it's it's happening quicker, you know, the game slowed down for him. He's seeing things. He's, he's, he's attacking them. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's really developing quickly um, in over a three-year span. And, and, you know, just very proud of him. I mean, the, you know, to see the stuff he's doing, the stuff he's accomplishing, um, you know, but yet the way he handles himself, carries himself, you know, uh, still being very humble, uh, not not getting a big head, and, and just staying focused and, and being a team first guy. Um, you know, yeah, he's having the success and he's doing the things he needs to do. But you know, it's it, football is the ultimate team sport. There's not one guy you know you, 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 that that wins you football games. It's all eleven that, that got to contribute. So, um, and he knows that, and, and and that's important. Right. Last year was the season where you said it really took off for you were, were you surprised at, at what you were able to do as a sophomore um yeah i was just in the beginning of the year i didn't make opportunities and i think that um inspired me more to like when i got my opportunities i need to run with them and then when i finally did get the opportunities i feel i took advantage of them and i started getting more and more into it and then by the end of the season i was taking majority of the carries and i just had to trust myself and in those situations you you don't have many chances to shine and Luckily, I got lucky enough and did what I had to do to get onto the field more. Right. As you've risen and, and, and sort of gotten better and better, how have people sort of reacted to you? Teammates, fans, um, friends, my people, teammates, people you see in the community? <laughs> my teammates always mess around with me and stuff. And, um, they're always messing like, oh, come on, don't do that. Or just always messing around like, you have to do it to them. And they're always just messing with me. And then uh, so I'm, uh, my one best friend, he's around me a lot. His name's Tony. We always are messing around about it. And we're always arguing over something about it but he's probably the biggest one about it right two, two thousand yards that's sort of the magic number for for running backs i mean it's, i mean to, to have passed that last week is that sort of a surreal sort of thing for you um yeah because um from eighth grade to um last sophomore year i couldn't barely even get over a thousand yards and my goal coming in the season was just at least to get like 12 
1,200 or 1,300 and have a good season, 20 touchdowns, and then... You've almost doubled it, yeah. Yeah, so it's good to see them goals get doubled and all the work I put in is finally coming out. And, and 40 touchdowns, too. I mean, at, at, at 35 rushing, and I, I think you've, you've caught... Uh, four. Five, uh, four, four, and then one four, kick return. One, one kick return, too. And uh, the kick return, too, I remember <laughs> I it was the Boonesboro playoff game, and I, I was at practice a couple days before, and, and you said, if, if we do this this way, we're going to score on it. Correct. And, 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 and I think... Was it... The, was it the first kickoff you yeah. guys mm-hmm. was it was it the opening yeah. was it the no, opening um, or they, actually, they, they scored yeah, and, then, right. and then and then the ensuing kickoff and, and there was some debate whether you were going to pick that ball up right yeah i'd actually i thought i couldn't get to it quick enough and i saw it bounce and i was just gonna let it go in but then i saw that they weren't really coming down the field as hard and i'm like okay i can probably get this out farther than 20 and then Next thing I'm at the 40 on touch, and I'm like, oh, okay, let's turn on the turbs. Uh, right. And when something like that unfolds, like, what what, what do you see? Is it, is it just, like, the, the C parts? Or yeah, it's just yeah. you see all these blue jerseys coming out with white jerseys from Boonesboro, and the next you know it's just all daylight and you and a kicker, which sometimes can be the scariest thing ever because – you don't expect the kicker to be there quick, but luckily I was fast enough to get down the sideline right. and get away from him. Well, what was that moment like for you, Jamie? Because you sort of called it. I mean, you said if, if we do it this way, we're we're going to score. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was it was beautiful. I mean, we watched it uh, at halftime. We watched it on film. We have a a guy in the booth typically with an iPad filming for us, so we can check it out at halftime. And and you know when he hit it, you know um, we knew the timing had to be perfect. You know, a lot of goes into kickoff returns. You can be assignment. Um, sound, but timing is everything on those of when you hit in certain levels and how guys are staying on blocks or on blocks. And uh, I mean, the play timed out perfect. I mean, it really was like like he mentioned it. He was untouched until you rounded the corner and beat the corner, you know, to the edge. And uh, Travis was in no man's land of blocking the back. Do I touch him? Do I don't touch him? And um, you know, so it was it was drawn up perfect. They, they made me look good as a coach, and uh, you know, so um, I definitely enjoyed it. Have you have you noticed that defenses are reacting to you differently now that your sort of name is out there and your numbers are out there? Um, I mean, honestly, I don't. I mean, I know in the back of my head some teams probably will try to game plan and try to stop me, but I just know that if they do stop me, I know I have a lot of weapons around me and that I'll become a decoy so we can win this game. Like that's, I'll do anything for the win. As long I'll take the hits, I'll do anything as long as we can just leave with that win. Right. You haven't noticed like teams putting more, I mean, eight, eight guys in the box? I've or? noticed that as more and more we go on, they're starting to load the box more or um, just any time. A lot of teams will be screaming every time I touch the ball. I hear, cut back, cut back, watch the cut back. And I'm like, so I'll just stop doing cutbacks much. And I'll do a lot of the opposite because these kids are taught all week to watch the cutbacks. And then when I stay play side, they'll be – They'll be confused. But, but they, like you say, they really can't do that, though, mm-hmm. because if, if they do, then then Ryan Orr is going to throw to Travis Fields. Exactly. He's going to throw to Eli, Eli, Eli yeah. Fry um, or, or, or someone else is going to – I mean, that's sort of the beauty of the team, right? You guys have so many weapons. We're very, uh, we're very fortunate with the team we have this year with uh, the ability to do both. You know, we've relied heavily lately um, on the running game. Um, but, you know, if you go back to the very first game of the year – you know, Ryan threw for over 300 yards against Boonesboro, and, and Travis had a – and Eli both, I think, had over 100 yards receiving. And, you know, he had 150, and Jake had almost 100 yards rushing. You know, so there, there's, a, there's an ability um, within this team to be able to do both if we have to. Um, you know, so we feel comfortable that if teams want to load the box up and, and try to take Carson and Jake away from running the ball, that, that we can beat them by the, by the pass. Um, you know, in just watching film and seeing the teams – you know, throughout one A, that's that's not typical. You don't you don't see a lot of teams that that can really do both. Right. Uh, the first couple of games of the season, they weren't exactly cakewalks for you guys. I mean, you really had to fight and, and pull them out. What, what do you think that did for the team's resolve and toughness and stuff like that? Um, first week was really eye opening. I mean, I personally think we were lucky enough to get out of there with a win with five turnovers and 
Travis, Eli, Bronson, all of us were cramping by the first, second quarter, and mm-hmm. we just didn't hide you. We didn't take the game serious, and we had third strings, and we had sophomores in there playing for the first time ever varsity at safety, like Dalton Williams and Brendan Ott at corner, and they were just – luckily they did well, and we got lucky with that fortunate. And then next week we went to Mountain Ridge, and I think that was a huge turning point in our season because – they were talked up as a good team, and they were a good team, and we just and that's a long trip them. too, yeah. And then, so you have to deal with that too. And we yeah. went up to Allegheny County, and Allegheny County probably doesn't respect us as much, and we blanked them. And I think that's when we started. We shocked everyone, and then since then we've ran with it and became. Yeah, you just, started believing in yourself. The confidence picked up and stuff yeah. like that. So, and, and then you're 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 facing Walkersville for the first time in a long time. You know they're a good team, and, mm-hmm. and you know it's going to be a tough and a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple things didn't go your way. They they wound up beating you guys in overtime. What what? How did the team sort of react and respond to that loss? I mean, I think we reacted really well. There's a lot of a lot of competitors on our team, and we were not happy to say the least over that weekend. Um, but. We came back Monday with a new focus on Williamsport, and I think that next game, that was our anger that we took out on them, and we all just, I think that helped us to the, where we are today because that humbled us and showed us that we need to work. What, what was the coaching staff hoping, Jamie, that the kids took from that loss? Um, I mean, you know, anytime you take a loss like that, and, and you know, we felt going into the year that we could be a very special team, um, but we knew going into that game that it wasn't going to prevent us from getting to where we wanted to get to. Um, it, was a, it was another game on our path. Um, you know, yeah, we wanted to beat Walkersville as much as they wanted to beat us, and it's a rivalry game. Um, you know, but uh, you know, we were we were hoping the kids would respond well out of it, and they did. Um, as Carson said, they came to work Monday and got right back in, re- refocused on on Waynesport, and uh, you know, we reassured them that hey, that this loss will not impact us. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to have an ability to to get to where our ultimate goal was, which is to get to the state title game, um, even though we we did have a loss. Yeah, it's almost been like you guys have been on cruise control since. Not that you're not working hard and putting oh, in the effort, but 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 the scores reflect mm-hmm. how dominant you guys have been. I mean, we've we've improved week to week. We really have um, defensively. I know you mentioned that earlier that you know we played lights out last week against Fort Hill, and that was our best defensive game by far the entire year. I wanted to ask you about Boonesboro too, because mm-hmm. Boonesboro is a pretty a very good, good offense. Very good and, offense, and they scored six points against you guys. Correct. I mean, yeah. and, and I mean, you can you could ask you know Coach Dumars and Coach Williams. They've been together for 29 years, and and that was probably our our most complete defensive game against uh, Coach Anders and Boonesboro, maybe ever. And you know, and and uh, you know, they have a very talented running back. I mean, uh, Holobinko was the uh, Washington County Player of the Year, Offense Player of the Year. I mean, we have a ton of respect for him as a team, and the kids know him personally. And some of them play lacrosse and, with and, him. And he got you on the first drive. Too. Correct. He, yeah, yeah. They right. they 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 did a few things they hadn't done all year, some new plays, and right. we had to adjust, settle in. And and once we did, and but the whole game changed when Carson picked up the ball on the kickoff. Correct. <laughs> I mean, I think that took all their momentum that they just gained and and you know let them know that hey you know it's a tie ball game now and and you know they had to earn it go down the field those 10 plays whatever it might have been and you know we one quick play you know and that's something that uh you know we preach defensively not not with the home run balls you know try not to try to eliminate those make teams earn it and i think by offensively we're we're that team that does have explosive plays you know two three play drives one play drives um and those are those are backbreakers on a defense you know uh uh, watching somebody run run through your defense or Travis catching a long ball and you know scoring quickly it's it's deflating so we try to do that offense we try to impose our will and score quickly and often and defensively you know our goal was to make them earn it and then it's 54 points I believe against Fairmont Heights in the mm-hmm. state quarterfinals 41 or was uh, it 41 yeah 41, 41. And, and, and right and then and then and then you're uh 
putting on Ford Hill. So is it sort of crazy how you, you're averaging? I mean, most teams don't <laughs> average. It's, it's hard to score 40 points a game. You guys are, like, averaging that. Yeah, it's it's every week we just think of the challenge. Like, we always tell ourselves, like, we have to play better this week because it might not be a blowout, and we keep blowing out teams. So we just want to keep with that momentum. Like, every game we have to take, like, it's going to be a close game, and if we play like we are, we we hope to have the better outcome. I'm we just have to prepare like we do every week. We cannot overlook a team, and especially this week, obviously, we cannot overlook a team. And we just have to come in playing our style of football. Right. Speaking of forty, I mean, forty is the record for most touchdowns in a season uh, in, in this county. I, I, you might you might be aware of that. You might you might not be. So one more, and, and then your name is is in the record books is, yeah. the, is the touchdown leader. I mean, what does that mean to you? Um, it's just like I can say all the. To my team, they helped me get here. The coaches get um, trusting me to get the ball on the plays and put it on the scoreboard for them. And um, uh, just like I said, the line they do it all for me. I mean, there's probably I can go back and there's probably probably 25 touchdowns this year. I'm just untouched and. I'm doing the work in the second level, but through the first level, it's all them, and they're letting me get out to open space where I feel I'm better at. 40 touchdowns, isn't that a bit ridiculous? Uh, <laughs> it in, is. In, I mean, in, in one season? Yeah, it is. It is. But um, I just try to stay low and don't think about it and just try to focus on this week in the States. Right, and you're also, I, I think, right near, right at the rushing touchdown mm-hmm. record, yeah, too, helped by, by Josh uh, Keeney, who mm-hmm. I believe had 36 in 2002 yeah. for Middletown. Yes, so. So seeing your son's name in that record book must be pretty nice, there, Jamie. It is. Yeah. It's it's a it's gonna be a proud you know proud moment for for me when the season's over and we can sit back and reflect on the individual you know accomplishments of him and other kids on the team, um, you know. But right now, you know, we we continue to focus on team goals and and uh, you know so we'll have, we'll have more time this off season and it's gonna set the bar even higher for him next year. Um, you know, so yeah, he's, he's only a junior. He's so, only so junior. unfortunately, teams that have to face Katakin next year. Correct, Cars, and we're Cars bringing back. Uh, we're bringing back. You know, a good portion of our line, and you know, Ryan's coming back as well. And you know, we're bringing back a decent amount of players next year. So we're, you know, we'll talk about next year during the off season, obviously. But we're uh, we're not expecting a huge drop off between this year and next year's team. Um, did you Did you spend Thanksgiving with your uncles? Um, yeah, I spent it with both sides of my family, my mom's side and my dad's. Um, what were the conversations like? Um, a lot of them were excited for our game. I mean, the big talk is not like how's Thanksgiving, it's how's Fort Hill and <laughs> how are you going to feel about Fort Hill. And it was just trying to tell them, like, hey, I think we have our chance this year. This is our year, and I think you guys will be shocked. And, I mean, I I was confident all week, and I think our whole team was confident all week. And it wasn't a much of, like, if we beat Fort Hill, it was like when. Like, we wanted this game. We needed to beat him. We wanted it. It was our unfinished business. What, what do you talk to your uncles about about being a running back? Um, they always just talk about like like Roy's bowl. I'm around just like there was like I'm better than you and then my uncle was, <laughs> Jeremy's the biggest one about he's he always talks about he's faster than me and stuff and he's usually the one that's always trying to start the arguments and stuff and then by then we're done and messing around about this year right but but, but so you you trash talk him back do you, oh yeah you, of course you, you, i don't you, let you him win. talk him back yeah. so okay yeah, yeah he's, he's earned that right now yeah right. <laughs> how much does football dominate the family gatherings like that well thanksgiving it definitely does right um, well, it's know, on tv it's too, on right? tv yeah. all day and that, that's a big tradition with our family of you know sitting around watching football eating eating and eating and eating <laughs> um you know so it, it's it's definitely a big talk and you know over the years um, you know, my brother coaches in Montgomery County, and he's had some championship teams when he was part of the Northwest staff. And, you know, we got to have Thanksgiving practice, and, and that's a neat experience. You know, I've, I've only 
uh, done it once in my college or my college career. We had a Thanksgiving practice, and um, you know, so for those kids to have that moment, that, that's the dream, like wake up it on is. Thanksgiving morning and it, go out and play football. It yeah. is, you know, to go out there and actually practice and know you have a game the next day, and or you know, on a Saturday, um, it's definitely special. You know, Coach Williams tried expressing it to the kids that even in his coaching career of you know almost thirty years at Catoctin, you know, he's only experienced it a couple times. So it's uh, it was anything, you know, and like I said, we were watching film and talking football, right. I don't have to tell you guys that the job is not done yet. I mean, there, there's another game left. And, right. and you go from Fort Hill of the perennial state power to the Dunbar, the, mm-hmm. the other 1A perennial <laughs> state power. Just yeah. What are you sort of expecting on Saturday? Um, we're expecting a good game. We're expecting tons of athletes from them, and we have to play our style of football. We cannot go to their style of football because they're better at it. And um, uh, we just have to respect them, and hopefully that they're respecting us just the same way. And um, if we come out and play our football, I feel really confident in ourselves. Tell us what you and the coaching staff are seeing with Dunbar, uh, Jamie. Uh, I mean, they're a very talented team. Uh, Dunbar always has a, a lot of talent. Um, you know, they do multiple sets on offense, so we need to make sure we're aligning properly, prepared, and know our keys, know what plays are run out of those formations and, and what we're looking for. Um, defensively, you know, they, they, they've shown a couple defensive fronts this year, have two really talented linebackers. Um, I believe one is have some college offers, so um, it'll be very important for our line to keep an eye on that. Carson network. will probably get acquainted with them. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're the going to know each other first name yeah, yeah, right, throughout yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll be they'll, they'll a few be, times. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, they'll uh-huh. be tracking them. Um, you know, so they, they, they have a lot, a lot of talent. Um, you know, with them, we, we definitely need to eliminate the home run balls from them. Um, you know, and then uh, Dunbar does a great job of, of – of uh, busted plays turning into positive plays. You know, they, they their quarterback's a, a very good athlete, scrambles, can throw the ball 50, 60 yards, um, and definitely doesn't always throw on time because he's running around and buys time. Um, so that's very important to make sure we're we're maintaining contain, you know, up front and, and then making sure we're not losing track of receivers in the secondary once he starts scrambling around because he will. I mean, he's, he's a good athlete. We're, we're going to have our hands full trying to keep him in the pocket. Do we have another special teams touchdown up, up, <laughs> up, up, up our sleeve uh, for, for this game? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we definitely have goals like that every week. I, I take a lot of pride in, in coach up the special teams and, and – uh, uh, we have a couple of things we think we can take advantage of. And we're hoping so, um, you know. And and you know, Dunbar's prolifically, you know, scored a lot this year. Uh, they haven't punted a lot, um, so we don't have a lot of film on that. But you know, they're they're a very uh, aggressive team. They go for a lot of fourth downs. Um, they faked several punts this year. You know, um, shown different formations in their special teams. So we need to we need to be ready. We need to be focused and, and make sure we're, we're prepared. We don't want to let up a big play. You know, that's our goal going on every week is to win that third of the game. And you know, when we stress that it is a third of the game. Um, so we definitely want to try to win that battle. Um, you know, for for for, the, for that game. And I feel if we we can win that battle, and you know, we're going to be in great in, in great good, great shape come Saturday afternoon. What's it been like in school this week? Very hard, to say the least. Um, a lot of my teachers have luckily been lenient. Um, I'm trying to do all my schoolwork. But, um, it's hard not to think about the game, right? Yeah, it's hard not to. I mean, especially when the teachers are talking to you about it, too, and then I get off topic for 20 minutes and I want to go watch film again. That's just like, but you have to do schoolwork. So luckily I have study hall between the day to get caught up on a lot of my stuff and watch film, and my teachers have been lenient. And when you go to the store, you do something around town, too. Everyone's talking about it, too, right? Yeah, it's it's good for the community i mean they deserve some like this like i said and i think they're just as excited as we are do people recognize you when, when, when you're out around town um actually at work um sunday i actually had a guy come up and while i'm working handed me a newspaper and just thanked me for what we've done for the community and stuff and just like 
how happy he is for us. Did, did you sign it for him? Or <laughs> no, no, no. Did, did you he just, he just gave it to me and said thank you, and I wonder if I would right. like to have it. And what, what do you think it'll be like on Saturday, stepping out on that field? Um, it's going to be pretty cool. I mean, it's every kid's dream that loves football to play in a state championship, and luckily we're fortunate to do it um, at Navy Stadium. It sounds like a pretty cool stadium. Can't wait to take a tour of it and see how it is. And um, uh, I grew up with my uncle when he was at Northwest when they were in their little powerhouse stage, and I got to go to Ravens Stadium with him, watch him win back-to-back state championships on the sideline, and just got to feel the atmosphere of it and just yeah. see how much fun it is, and that's what just puts so much into me because I know like how fun it was when they won it. I want, I want to experience that for myself and have that trophy and that ring. And you guys are going down the day before, right, just to sort of get a feel for the stadium and yeah, stuff so like not, that? Yeah, so we're not in awe, and don't be caught up because we want to come out with straight business right away because – we don't want to get down. The, the fast start, like you, like you had against Ford Hill. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what will the nerves be like? Obviously, we'd be a little nervous. Probably. I mean, everyone yeah. will be a little nervous and normal because you're in a state championship and all that. But hopefully, our team won't be as nervous. Maybe we can take advantage of them being nervous and hopefully get on them and hopefully it keeps that way. Or hopefully, we just equal out. The, f- the fast start, is that important for you guys? Oh, it's very important because especially teams like these, if you get out in front of them, they tend to freak. And we want that happening. Right. Well, what will it be like for you, Dan? Uh, it's going to be a you know surreal situation, um, as Carson mentioned. You know, we were fortunate enough both in 2014 when when Northwest won their state title. Second one, uh, I was part of the staff. I helped out during playoffs um, once uh, once the Catoctin season was over, and uh, you know, so we've been in that moment. We've kind of experienced it a little bit. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, he, he was a ball boy and got to be on the sideline and somehow at the end of the game ended up with the trophy and, and he was the only one on the left on the field. Um, it was kind of neat. They, they couldn't even find it during the, during the press conference. So, um, you know, so we, we kind of been to that moment, but it's going to be different as, you know, him being a player and, and all this year. So it's going to be important for us to keep our kids level-headed, you know, try to get as much of the nervousness out of them as we can and hope, uh, opening kickoff or kickoff return, you know, that first hit, it'll be gone and they'll just focus in and, and play uh, and just play play football, have, have fun. Yeah, um, a lot of high school football players never get a chance to play in this game. I mean, you're mm-hmm. doing it as a junior. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you're a senior, you're coming in, it's like, hey, it's, it's do or die. We got, we got to do it this year. Is that kind of nice for you that you're doing it before your senior year? Yeah, I mean, it's really nice. A lot, a lot of people, like you said, get the chance to be in it. And I'm, as a junior sitting here, get to do it. And yeah, it's not a do-or-die situation yeah. for you, like, next year. Especially if we play like we should. I mean, it takes a lot off your plate next year. You right. don't have to worry. You already finished maybe your angle that you've always wanted. And that senior year, you should have to have fun and hopefully maybe get the two-peat. never know. Right. Are you going to hydrate properly so you're not cramping during <laughs> um, dur- during any possible celebration? Um, we were actually talking about that on the way up, that um, I just need to hydrate. I mean, I try to hydrate a lot, but I tend to have problems with cramping regardless of being in shape. Um, so definitely have to start focusing on probably I'll start tonight, honestly, when I get home and just start drinking water and get a lot in me so I can be ready for this big game. You can't cramp during the celebration, Carson. <laughs> come, come on. So, yeah. I mean, you don't cramp all game and then you cramp during the celebration with, with, with the whole town tra- trampling you? <laughs> I mean, I'd rather crap, I mean, cramp there than in the game. But, yeah, true. I mean, hopefully I can hold it off this end, hopefully be happy after the game and get to celebrate with – all my friends. And what is proper hydrating? How much how much water are you drinking? Um, are you like carrying around a, a, a gallon with you? Yeah, I try to do that. Um, just try to get like eight cups in a day, not even more. Um, I drink a Pedialyte, try to get more in me and just hope it helps me. My um, trainer, Mark, has me drinking Gatorade all the time and just forcing it in me because during the game, I don't drink much water because I don't like 
I don't like it because it messes up my stomach. So don't you feel like you're gonna explode yeah, so by the time the game most, starts? Most or, of it's yeah. probably my fault that I cramp because I don't hydrate myself mm-hmm. during the game. And if you watch Dumars all the time, is shoving water in my face, and I get all mad at him and stuff. And it's, <laughs> do it's you like funny. Sl- do you like slap? Oh, yeah, his hands? him and I yeah. was funny because I just hate it and I don't want to be like thrown up on the field and stuff. So, but luckily, I mean, I'm thankful for him because then. I don't end up cramping as much. You, you don't tell them to drink water? Uh, well, we, well, dad, you know, you, you, you jump back to the, the Boonesboro game and all those kids are hydrated. Um, they overhydrated. They drank too much water. So they yeah, actually well, deplete- yeah, well, what's the ba- what's the balancing act? We there? try to, you know, we, we try to have them, like Carson said, you know, eight cups of water, but we try to make sure they're still drinking, you know, some Gatorade and some things like that. So they're not flushing all the uh, everything out of their body, you know, and, and that's what a lot of those kids are doing is, you know, they were overhydrating, drinking more water than they normally do. So now they're flushing their body full of the nutrients and other things they need to keep them from the potassiums and, and your electrolytes. So, um, so we had a we had a nice talk uh, after the Boonesboro game, and you know our trainer uh, Mark, you know it's, he's awesome with our kids, and he uh, did a little education piece with them, and, and uh, we haven't had as many issues since then. So I think I think we'll we'll be okay this week, but you know hydration starts like you said tomorrow. <laughs> All right, what will it mean to your your teammates to to win this game? Um, it'll mean everything to us. I mean, like I said, it's been our goal since we were probably in seventh grade just leading up to this point and just finishing the journey that we are on I mean not a lot of teams get to be in this position but at the same time you don't want to also go home losing we want to play with these seniors this is their last game and I mean I think that I'm going to put my heart on the line for them because they've done it for me this year and I want to make sure that they go out winning coach what will it mean it'll mean everything I mean I think uh you know for us um as coaching staff you know this has been a special group you know, for me, it carries even more special the fact that you know I've watched these young men grow since they were little, and uh, you know that was their goal, and we talked about it. You know, I remember talking to the whole youth program in 2009, you know, about the state championship team and how someday these kids could be like them, and you know our numbers doubled in youth level and after the 2009 season and the numbers of the high school jumped. So, you know, it, it, it's important. You know, a small community like Catoctin, um, you know, we we don't always have. Um, year after year after year, like, you know, your Fort Hills and your Dunbars and those teams that can just seem like they reload, you know, it comes around every 10, 12 years, maybe we get a chance to compete like this. So um, it'll be very special for everybody. Once again, the game is Saturday, uh, 3.30 at Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis. Catoctin High School uh, takes on Dunbar, a battle of of state 1A powers. Uh, Carson and Jamie Sakari. Guys, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, Wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Yep, all right. It. And thanks, thank you all for tuning in. My thanks to producer Graham Cullen. And uh, we will see everyone back here next week on the Final Score Podcast, hopefully talking about the football state champions. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks.